Welcome to Awaken and Empower, a podcast dedicated to creating a space for honest and true conversations on self-development, spirituality, and the intricacies of being human. It's hosted by me, Shaylin Ivany. I'm a self-empowerment coach on a mission to help women deepen their connection with themselves so they can live an authentic and meaningful life. And that's my intention with this show as well. This podcast is for anyone who is ready to unlock their inner wisdom and commit to the journey of deeply knowing, embracing, and honoring themselves. Awaken and Empower is a safe space where we can get real and dive deep into big and meaningful topics like identity and spiritual growth, inner work and mental health, and the meaning of the miracle it is to be here, alive and breathing and taking up space. Listen in for soul-centered inspiration, heartfelt advice, and personal stories that will guide you towards awakening your authentic self and living an empowered life. Welcome back to Awaken and Empower. This is the third episode in the Summer Conversation series. I've really been enjoying doing these episodes and having these chats, and I hope you've been enjoying listening to them. If you missed the first two, I highly recommend heading back and checking those out to learn about reflexology and healing with my former coaching client and current friend, Anna Kwiatkowski, and also to listen into a chat about the beautiful mess of young adulthood that I had with one of my best friends, Rebecca Gonzalez. This episode you're about to hear is a conversation between me and one of my oldest friends. We've been friends since we were six years old. (laughs) She's one of the most fun and spontaneous and adventurous people I know, and I feel so lucky to know her because she brings out those qualities in myself as well whenever we're together, which is a nice change for me because I'm usually an obsessive planner and overthinker and it's often hard for me to just feel free and take risks and live without a plan. She recently came for a visit here to Ontario all the way from British Columbia and so we got to hang out in person for the first time in a while so that was amazing and much needed for sure. I'm so grateful she came onto the podcast, and I'm really excited for you to hear my chat with my friend, Emily Peart. Emily currently lives and works in Vancouver, British Columbia as a community support coordinator, which is an occupation that focuses on health and wellness and individual empowerment. She has an educational background in psychology and business. However, she found her passion in healthcare working with elderly individuals and helping them thrive within the community. From this experience, she has gained a lot of insight on the multidimensional aspects of health and wellness. She has also learned life lessons on the importance of spirituality and its relevance on the mental and physical realms. This conversation was so fun and had such a good flow and I literally did no editing to it. It was perfect the way it was. And our conversation took an unexpected and beautiful turn into some really deep and, I think, important topics. Emily had so many insights to share that have stuck with me since our chat, to be honest, and I hope they resonate with you as well. 
As always, if you'd like to reach out to share what you got out of the episode or to chat about anything else whatsoever, you can reach me at my email, shaylanivany at livingembrace.ca and on Instagram at living.embrace. And you can also visit my website, livingembrace.ca and use the contact me page there. All right, now settle in or keep doing whatever you're doing and get yourself ready to listen in on my chat about intuitive living, support work, and embodying your higher self with my friend, Emily Peart. Okay, here we are in the third episode of the Summer Conversation Series. I'm really excited to get into today's chat with my guest for this episode. She's one of my oldest friends. We met when we were like six years old. And even though as we've grown up, we haven't always been in the same place physically, we're still really good friends. And for me anyways, I feel like whenever we get together, it's just like old times and we have a lot of fun. And I'm just very grateful to give her this space to share her stories and her insights because I know she's got a lot of interesting things to share. So please welcome to the podcast, my friend, Emily Peart. Hey. Hey, Em. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so good to have you here. Thanks for coming over you literally flew in last yeah, night yeah <laughs> i flew in and here i am in the flash yeah thanks for having me yeah of course yeah sh- we haven't seen each other in person for a really long time since christmas since last christmas because emily lives in vancouver bc and mm-hmm. i'm over here in ontario um so yeah this is a great excuse for us to hang out and just mm-hmm. have a chat and um yeah so i'm really excited to get into it with lots you. to catch up on for sure <laughs> um but i like to start these episodes with talking about how we met so like i just mentioned we met when we were six i'm pretty sure we were six yeah right? but do you remember i don't remember like i read that question and i'm like when was the exact day we met do you remember because i remember like the year and I remember like kind of like you being introduced in my life but Mm -hmm. I don't remember like the moment we met yeah I agree because first of all we were so young we were six we were six (laughs) (laughs) we hadn't even started grade one yet because I moved into this house where I am now um summer before grade one right yeah and you lived four houses down the street (laughs) and your parents still live there Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's where you're currently staying as you visit um but yeah I don't fully remember the moment I think it just kind of happened naturally maybe your parents saw that we were moving in and they're like hey we have a daughter well there (laughs) was Brianne too right Brianne yeah because I was friends with her because she lived three houses down I believe yeah and then after that then like you went to the same school as her right and then like I think it and we lived on the same street so it just like made sense yeah you know yeah 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 she lived two houses or two or three houses down from you and I was four houses the other way and then Denise who has also been on this podcast lived like seven houses down the Mm -hmm. other way so we were all in the same street Mm -hmm. and yeah I guess it just kind of happened naturally the way that little kids make friends Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and but it's interesting though because we never went to the same school never never you were a private school kid I was (laughs) yeah yeah, because my mom taught at the private school that I went to so Mm -hmm. I just kind of ended up going there because it just made more sense because she drives there might as well go yeah 
you know, discount mm-hmm. and everything. So it's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just totally made sense. But that's honestly been my whole life. I feel like most of my close friends who I'm friends with now, mm-hmm. I never went to the same like elementary or high school even. Interesting. As so, wow. Yeah. Like, cause I mean, I went to high school in Oakville and stuff too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm yeah. very used to the whole <laughs> feeling yeah. of like being left out in that way, but I don't feel like sad about it or anything. It's just like, yeah, we kind of had different experiences in that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, good for us for like maintaining such a long friendship, even if we didn't go to school together. Right. Cause like, um, like Mm -hmm. I said, we've never been to school. We Mm -hmm. never went to the same school. We've been friends for what, like 22 years now or something. I guess so. so, When you put it like that. Yeah. Yeah. The same amount of time that like I've been friends with Denise. You've been friends with Denise the same amount of time Mm -hmm. too. So did I meet Denise though after you I think I think so I think I met her like a little bit after I think I knew you and then you kind of introduced me to Denise and stuff and then we kind of formed like the trio there yeah yeah yeah, I yeah you met me first and then somewhere along the line as we got a little older yeah the three of us just like became really close Brienne was out yeah Brienne was out (laughs) that that was gone yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah I just uh remember like so many good memories especially in the summertime Mm -hmm. because like that was our time to hang right because we didn't go to the same school so summertime we we, like spent so much time together and I was wondering like if you have any favorite memories from like growing up together or from our childhood I was thinking about this the other day which is so funny I was thinking about like how crazy it is how far we used to bike out like we (laughs) biked far and we were so young Mm -hmm. and I'm like wow like I don't know if our parents ever knew how far we really went because if they did I feel like my mom would have been like very oh she'll probably listen to us (laughs) (laughs) yeah I we went to I'll never forget when we went to the hospital like <laughs> remember when we biked there yeah and we biked with Sophia too yeah and someone was it her she was so thirsty so yep. we had to like go into the hospital to get water because <laughs> it was like a heat wave and we biked so far it was all day yeah for the listeners the hospital that we're talking about is like what a 20 minute drive from here yeah and we biked all the way we there, biked there. For and what back. reason I don't know <laughs> we just kept on going yeah we just kept and going we just like and I think, like, um, when you go that route, mm-hmm. it's so scenic because, like, there's a lot of trails and stuff, so you don't really realize how far you've gone till like, True. you're there, and you're like, whoa, I'm <laughs> I'm in the other side of, like, I'm not even in Meadowvale anymore. We yeah. went, like, to Air Mills, like, almost, almost square one one time, I remember. Mm-hmm. Not quite, but, like, close. <sighs> that is far. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying, because I'm yeah. like, if I... When I have kids, I'm like, whoa, like, I'll be kind of, if I knew that, like. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah, that's that's a good point. We were wild. We were wild. Yeah, we've had, (laughs) I feel like my wildest, like, childhood or teenage adventures have been with you. Oh, for sure. You just bring that out. You're always down for an adventure, for, like, a spontaneous thing. So, yeah, we've done a lot of, looking back now, a lot of crazy things, I think. Yeah. Um, But. I think we need to do more of that, though. As we adults, do. we lose that sometimes. Yeah. And I think we need to, like, just in general, like, bring out that side and do something that's, like, not on schedule, you know, spontaneous and just free. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I totally agree. Because, yeah, as you get older, like, things get more regimented I guess or scheduled mm-hmm. or like it's even hard to like meet up with friends you gotta like put right. it in your planner and like schedule it and there's just so many more responsibilities yeah. kind of like holding us back but I agree like that just shouldn't hold us back from 
being free and just having fun and yeah. being spontaneous. Just and, turn off the phone, you know, yeah. and then just like no electronics and just like go out with mm-hmm. bottle of water and just like bike around the whole city and like stop in little nature reserves like Aquitaine. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Aquitaine. <laughs> And what's it? Wabakane? Is that Wabakane's it? another one that's close by, yeah. That one was a little bit dingy, I always remember. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many good so many good times. Mm-hmm. Um I also remember this is random, but this came to me the other day. You and I, I would go to your house and we would like sit and read books like in silence. Really? Do you remember that? We would just sit together and read, like on our own. <laughs> I have a very weird memory. I feel like I remember certain things super vividly and mm-hmm. then other things I just have like no recollection of. <laughs> I remember us watching that Ian Summerholder movie. Yes. What was it? It was that oh my stupid gosh. like Lost City movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was Lost City something. something. It was oh, it was a It bad was movie. terrible. So bad. <laughs> I feel like if we watch it now we'd be like, "Oh, what is this?" <laughs> Yeah, if there's any Vampire Diaries fans out there, Ian Somerhalder, that's mm. the only reason why we watch this crap. But I didn't movie. even watch Vampire Diaries. You did it? No, I didn't. I just thought you guys really liked them. But then I like that movie. Oh. Now I can't even remember what it is. But. Or <laughs> National so Treasure. Oh that my was Denise's favorite. Nicolas Cage legend. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a crazy person. <laughs> um, Amazing. Yeah. Also, one of my favorite memories is you were my date to the prom. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yeah. You came to our prom. You didn't go. I don't think you went to your prom I didn't at all. Go to, I thought I was so cool for not going to my own prom. <laughs> it's like looking back, I'm like, that's so dumb. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'm too like, I'm going to go to a different prom. I'm not going to go to my prom. I thought it was like, because I didn't like, I had my group of people in high school. Mm-hmm. And the rest, not to say I didn't like them per se, but I never really connected with, like, a lot of the people there at that time. Yeah. So I was like, well, yeah, let's go to Shay's prom, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I just crashed your prom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah, we went, like, kind of together, <laughs> just, like, as a friend date. And, yeah, we had we had my group of friends as well, and it was a fun time. I still have a picture of that up on... Do you see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's up on in my Facebook, room. like, when I log on, I get reminded, like, you know, those memories where oh, it's, Facebook like, memories. taken, like, 10 years ago today and the yeah. prom ones come up sometimes. Oh, I'm like, <gasps> cringe, but also fun. That was a fun time. Prom's supposed to be cringe. <laughs> yeah, <though>. it is. <laughs> Kids these days, I feel like they're, the prom dresses are so nice, but I'm yeah. like, it defeats the purpose of prom. Isn't right? it kind of supposed to be cringy, like, mm-hmm. teenage, awkward, you know, mm-hmm. playing some, like music and then you kind of have like awkward dances with people yep. and then like are sh- yeah I feel like that's the point of prom I agree like the high school generation now they're just too cool they're too cool <laughs> they're, they're too cooler cool. than I am 100 yeah. I can't even keep up I know me neither gen z is just I can't I can't do it I know they're amazing <laughs> honestly they are. like I wish um. I I guess because it's social media though yeah for sure yeah yeah like, if we had social media then, no way we would have been dressing, like, the way we did. Oh, my God. Some no. of my fits back then, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that's very questionable. Yeah. But I'm kind of glad that we didn't grow up in, I guess, the social media age. Because, like, we, that gave us the space to go on those crazy biking adventures. That's and, true. like, just do it, just to do it and not to post about it, yeah. you know? Um, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, there's ups and downs, I guess. But, um, mm. yeah, so we've had 
quite the friendship and i just want to commend us for like again staying Woo. friends for as long as we have claps for us <laughs> especially since you're now living across the country yeah. and yeah there's been for most of our young adulthood we haven't lived in the same city because you went away for school for yeah, university guelph. yeah to guelph which is what how, 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 how far is that, that far it's like half an hour but okay. it's still <laughs> it's like far enough where yeah. when you grow up on the same street yes you know it's, it's like and then you move out it's a whole different ballpark thing because yep. like sometimes i find personally like for example like when you work at a place and you have co-worker friendships and you leave that workplace sometimes those old co-worker friendships your whole foundation was built off of like work right so then when you meet up with them you have nothing to talk about anymore because you That's can't true. talk about work mm-hmm. so then you drop off but that didn't happen to us you know because yeah. like even though but that might have been i'm thinking now that might have been though because we didn't go to the same school so we always oh. kind of had to build our like friendship on different things besides just like what's happening in the area that's true yeah that's a good point i never thought about it that way i think yeah maybe just never having that part of life in common kind of strengthened our friendship or like helped us stay friends for as long as we have exactly it forced us to find other things in common so that's probably it yeah now that i'm thinking yeah we're just coming to this realization now (laughs) that's what happens that's the conversation that's still a point yeah i love it Ah, okay. So I also just wanted to hear you share a bit about who you are and where you're at in your life right now. Who I am. That's such a loaded question. (laughs) Who is Emily Pierce? That was when you sent that one to me. I was like, who am I? (laughs) I don't, well, I'll say where I am right now and like where I came from. Yeah. So I've grown up, like Shay said, in Saga for my whole childhood life same house like I basically was born and moved right in here mm-hmm. um and I stayed here until I was 18 and then while during that process I was like in high school I was in like all these schools that weren't in Mississauga mm-hmm. I guess well I guess my elementary was but it was like really far Mississauga so it didn't even feel like it was like yeah. the precipice of Oakville like Arendelle Mississauga area but yeah it was very I always never really went to like the same schools as other people so like we were talking earlier I had to find that foundation like other interests such as like the books that we read we loved reading you're right yeah (laughs) I just don't remember reading books together like that just like sitting down and reading them alone I vividly remember we were sitting in your room side by side reading reading our own books wow (laughs) yeah like Lizzie McGuire books do you remember those (laughs) shut up yeah I love that. Yeah. So pure. So pure of us to do that. Oh, Just Hillary. Sitting. She's such an icon. Yeah. Yeah. But I, so then I went to Guelph mm-hmm. and I lived there for like five years. I did psychology and then I graduated. Then I did a postgrad at George Brown and Human Resources. But, you know, in hindsight, it was really... I didn't end up going into human resources and like at the time I thought it was so practical I'm like yeah it's like dealing with people so I can integrate my psychology knowledge but then there's like a business aspect of it mm-hmm. but during the pandemic then the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and I had an internship with sick kids that basically got like annihilated because right. like I got accepted and everything and they were gonna onboard and then they just canceled like all internships like and it wasn't just uh sick to kids itself it was like George Brown because the mm-hmm. schools didn't want to send their especially because it was like 
related to the hospital and stuff. So they yeah. didn't want to send people in there to get COVID. So then that kind of like threw a wrench in my plans. Mm-hmm. But one of my friends, Paulina, just texted me one day, like asking if I was interested in moving to Vancouver for just like out of the but we talked about it one time when we were kind of drunk but I never really <laughs> thought to you know me I'm just kind of like yeah let's yeah. do it you know mm-hmm. but then when she texted me I'm like oh yeah I didn't even think twice it's so funny looking back I was like yeah I'll move because I wanted to get out of Mississauga yeah <laughs> you're yes. like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to necessarily go to Toronto, per se, Mm -hmm. just because I was commuting back and forth to George Brown, and I had, like, my share of Toronto. So I wanted something different, new, and kind of just to get out of Ontario. And what point of the pandemic was this again? This was, like, the beginning. Yeah. Fresh Very beginning of the pandemic, and you're just like, I'm moving across the country. (laughs) Yeah, it was the summer. I just decided to get out of here because it was just so oppressive here and just like living with my parents during the pandemic was kind of hard just because my dad's immunocompromised so it was very like Mm -hmm. I had to be mindful and I still was mindful like when I went to Vancouver but it just kind of was more of a relief knowing that like if I do get it like I won't be responsible for transmitting it to my whole family you know what I mean (laughs) so yeah I moved to Vancouver with my two friends and we lived together for two years but then what happened was I moved there like without a plan or a job I just like moved there Mm -hmm. but I wasn't worried I just knew that I was gonna find a job like Mm -hmm. divinely like I just knew that like God was gonna send me a job I don't know I just knew it I'm like this is the move for me Mm -hmm. this is where I need to go and then it took a while maybe like six months and then Near the end of that six months, I was kind of like, mm, kind of getting broke here. <laughs> you know, the yeah. rent's not cheap, mm-hmm. let me tell you, in that city. And then the perfect job came to me. And mm-hmm. it's funny because it wasn't a human resources job. And that's what I was applying for. But it was a job relating to, it's a support worker job. And I realized, like, after especially taking the job, that that's more what I was meant to do, like, that one-on-one helping people. Mm-hmm. And it's just the step I'm meant to go, and my journey's still in progress. But, you know, now I have a stable job in Vancouver. I've moved within my company because it's a housing company, so my rent's, like, very subsidized, which is mm-hmm. really hot. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, and basically, I'm seeing where life takes me. I'm about to move again Mm -hmm. to another site in my company. And yeah, that's like the gist of it. I'm very, very brief description in summary. Like, there's a lot more into that. But yeah. For sure. I love that. Yeah, thanks for sharing all that. I just, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I've just always admired your, like, spontaneity spontaneity and your <laughs> your penchant for adventure and just like taking risks I think that's the thing Thanks. you just and I love how you just knew that okay even though I don't have everything figured out I, I know that this is meant for me right now to move yeah. to Vancouver to see what's out there to get out of this space that feels oppressive and mm-hmm. just to have that trust in yourself and in the universe and in whatever higher powers you believe yeah. in like that's so like I really admirable. truly believe that the Lord like was yeah. like go that was like my opportunity because after I lost that I was like okay what now like what like how am I supposed to do this during the pandemic yeah. and then that tax came in and I'm like oh okay yeah 
that's what I'm supposed to do. And I just knew it in my gut Mm -hmm. that like that I was never really supposed to go into human. I was never supposed to go down the path. And that's really how life works. Yeah. You know, like you can plan everything out nitty gritty to the T, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes what you want for yourself isn't what's good for you and what you're supposed to do, Mm. you know? And when you go against your intuition for the sake of, like, practicality, for instance, it's not necessarily going to be good for your sole purpose, like, what you're actually supposed to do. So the best thing you can do is to kind of just go with the flow and let any inhibitions you may have or any worries, like, oh, well, this may not be the most practical, like, obviously be cautious don't like do anything crazy but to just kind of you know just trust and go forward there's a lot of power in that for sure oh my gosh preach it girl I totally agree with (laughs) everything you you just said yeah yeah like it and it just it takes a lot of courage to do that and to I guess pay attention to the signs you may be getting Mm -hmm. or like just moving towards what feels the most right even though it doesn't make logical sense yeah and because we're kind of conditioned to go the more logical rational responsible route right right? and because that's just part of the masculine society we we live in but Mm -hmm. if you decide to like you said let your intuition guide you and just move towards what feels right and look at life in a more feminine way, I guess, mm-hmm. um, that can lead to some really powerful sh- shifts and changes and adventures like it did for you. And yeah, um, yeah I'm just curious, like, how did you really kind of lean into that trust while you were making that move and kind of let it guide you? Well, I think it's just like the way I'm built, to be <laughs> <Yeah>. honest. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit like, I do things, I just do it. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then afterwards, when at once I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. So once I, like, just started, it's when I actually, like, landed is when I'm like, oh, I live here now, you know? Yeah. And even, no, not even, because even after I landed, it didn't fully process. My mom was laughing, actually, because <laughs> I was telling her just this year have I really come to the conclusion I actually, like, live in Vancouver. Because for the first, especially when I was jobless, it just felt like an extended vacation. Right. Like, I would just go out for walks. I'd go to the beach. I would apply for jobs here, there, go out to lunch. Like, I had a few friends. One of my friends, Laureen, she, uh, we met in China when we were abroad. Mm -hmm. And then she's, like, lived in Vancouver. So I had her as well. So I wasn't completely alone. And then, like, yeah, my roommates, Paulina and Alina. Mm -hmm. So... I just, like, would chill. It was so funny. Like, it's such a blur now, especially yeah. when you don't, like, have consistency and you're just, like, doing random things every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when I started, like, getting a jumpstart onboarding. And even when I come back here, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, it's Vancouver is, like, my home now. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird process. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I like what you said before, too, of just, like, sometimes what is meant for you will find you and like you you don't have to go out looking for it that's kind of what happened with the job that you're Mm -hmm. working at now right like it's that's the job that's meant for you in this time of your life and you really love it and I want to talk more about it later on but I think it's so interesting how yeah what is meant for you will find you Mm -hmm. and like the universe will just put it in your path somehow and um yeah, maybe can you share a bit about how this job came about and, like, how it found yeah, you? Yeah, it's actually really funny. So I applied. It's weird because I actually knew 
I was going to get it. Like, mm-hmm. I just knew. Once again, like, I have good intuition when it comes to knowing things, like, gut feelings or, like, feeling people of their moods. And so I'm really good at that, which is why, like, I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. But I, when I was applying to this job, I knew I was going to get it. But it's so funny because I didn't get the position I wanted. I was sent oh. another one. So I applied initially to be, like, um, a human resources not assistant, but I was like, like a coordinator. I think it was a coordinator, okay. a human resources coordinator job. And I had like two interviews for that. And then I didn't get it. And I was so confused because I was just so convinced I was going to get this job. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like, why didn't I get, th-? I knew I was going to get this. Like, and I just felt that's probably when I felt the most bummed because mm-hmm. I was like, is why didn't I get I thought I was going to and then a month later I got contacted back that like hey like because I came in second for the job interview like hey like um we actually have another position open would you be interested in that it's a support work it's community support coordinator and basically you go to a site and we're gonna want you for a senior site and you will help people based off of their individual needs and you give them resources in order to empower themselves and make sure they live independently and all that. And I, she's like, oh, yeah, I was looking at your job experience and your schooling, and it looks like that you'll be fit for this. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Like, I will. There's no reason for me not to. And at the time, I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like, I'll interview for this and see where it takes me and if I like it. And then when I I did two more interviews for that, well. <laughs> it's like a running joke in my company. Like, we, there's so many interviews every time you get hired here. It's crazy. But I did two interviews for that. And then the last interview, the third one, it was, like, the final one. And that's, like, at that interview, you know, you're going to get it at that point. Because, like, you've already interviewed so much. Mm-hmm. And I went to the site where it was at. And I, like, met my coworker. Mm-hmm who's now, like, my really close friend there. And I knew I was going to be really close friends with her. I'm like, yeah, like, I can, I know I'm going to do well in here. Mm-hmm. And I took it. And there's been ups and downs because it's a very, like, stressful job. You have a very high caseload because it's about 400 seniors. And there's two of us that are full-time. Mm-hmm. We recently hired a part-time. But, like, it's still, like, in progress because she's like learning the job and everything but um I love it because you help each person based off of their needs and you connect with people Mm. and there is because it is a Christian organization there's like a spiritual aspect to it Mm -hmm. so if people are open to it like some of the tenants are also Christian and they're open to it or some are just like spiritual so they're open to that like type of spiritual support work too Mm -hmm. and I love doing that it's like my favorite part of the job just like I've done everything I've done tarot with a tenant I've like meditated with a tenant before um my I have a tenant that reads auras I have a tenant that's a medium that like sees people around like different things it's really fun like you meet the coolest people (laughs) yeah and the people that are in this building too like a lot of them there's mental health as well as low income but they have the coolest stories like Mm. you wouldn't know necessarily just by looking at them but then you find out that they've like oh yes they've um come from like they've traveled like halfway around the world like 
they went to all these places. They modeled in Chanel. Like, honestly, Whoa. yeah, we had a Chanel model in our place. She was, like, what? 80. Oh, my gosh. I, I got half of her clothes. She was giving away her clothes because she wanted to downsize. And mm-hmm. she gave me so many, like, clothes. And I'm like, whoa. There was, like, Chanel. And then there is, like, Dolce <laughs> Gabbana. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks, girl. Because <laughs> I was, oh, anyway, that's another story. But <laughs> you just meet the coolest people at the coolest stories. And I feel like that's really change my perspective almost as much as like moving to Vancouver has but like the people I've connected with by moving to Vancouver have Mm -hmm. given me such a new outlook on life Mm -hmm. and I just love talking to older people they're the best they're amazing they feed me too it's great (laughs) (laughs) I love going to I have this one auntie that always tries to feed me every time I go in and I'm like oh thanks auntie you're the best (laughs) that's amazing oh my gosh there's so many things I Mm want to ask you after hearing all of that yeah (laughs) Um, trying to think which one I want to grab onto first but the medium tenant (laughs) that is so interesting oh my gosh I like lit up when you were talking about all these spiritual tenants but, yeah I bet um but yeah I'm curious too like how making this move and just continuing to like trust your intuition and and trust yourself and the universe and everything mm. like how has that impacted you know your personal growth and like your identity and just yeah. who you are as a person like what have you how has it helped you become more of who you are I think now especially like I know before when something wouldn't work out, I kind of get really pissed and I'd mm-hmm. like throw a tantrum a bit, mm-hmm. like secretly. Like I would just get really pissed off. Mm-hmm. I feel like now when something doesn't go right, I just laugh because I know that when it doesn't, it's not meant for me or it's leading me to another. It's like for the good. And every single time there will be a reason why like I didn't get that thing. Like for instance, even when I lost my housing. So like my roommates and I, we lived in this beautiful, beautiful two-story townhouse in yeah. downtown Vancouver, which is like super hard to find. But one of my roommates, she was really good mm-hmm. at like looking online and like finding things. And then we lived there for two years, but just kind of like it felt like almost at the worst time possible because I had a lot going on. Mm-hmm. The landlord announced they were selling the house, which apparently that happens all the time in Vancouver. Toronto too. It's a real problem. It's such a problem. Yeah. And it was like at the height of the market, she wanted to sell the house. So basically we had two months to get out. Jeez. And I was so cheesed. Mm-hmm. I was just like, really? Because there was so much going on at work. Mm. I had such a high caseload. And just in general in the spring, like mental health cases are a little bit more heavy. Don't ask me why. Whoa. Change of the weather okay. every time. Wow. People with like bipolar or BPD often experience like psychotic breaks or like distress around spring. Wow. Yeah, that's a thing. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and full moons and stuff. It's of course, real. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole other conversation, the whole astrology yeah. part of it. But um, I had to leave and I was pissed and I just didn't understand fully. Like, I worked for a housing company, so I knew I was going to be okay, per se. Mm-hmm. But I was upset because it was such a nice place. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, I'm going to have to f- figure something out in two months and move while I'm also trying to do, like, this huge caseload and plan my mm-hmm. other stuff. But now I realize, like, today even, that I'm moving into this new, like, really, really nice house that's with my company that they just literally built and it's like a one bedroom and I can have people stay over and have my own space. 
And I realized I really needed like my own space in order to really decompress and connect with like who I am more. So it was just meant to be is Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. Like at the time you may be upset when something's happening to you, but you kind of have to have hindsight and look and see, well, where is this going to lead me to? Like you just have to trust and have faith with that. Yeah. 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 I agree. Yeah. Definitely you need the hindsight because in the moment you're you you don't know what you're supposed to learn from this hard thing right. or like what it's going to teach you or anything but mm-hmm. when you look back on it you're like oh this is why that crappy thing happened to me or this difficult thing happened. Right. And um yeah it's just all a part of growing up I guess and having mm-hmm. more life experience and it all contributes to yeah helping you become who you're meant to be and mm-hmm. and who you want to be and all that kind of fun stuff. Um and yeah, I wanted to talk a bit more about like your work in particular, because I think you have such an interesting job and I just love hearing you talk about it. So it's so fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, what would you like to share that you think would be interesting for people Every to listen to? Every day is different at this job, which yeah. is the one thing which is great for me because I can't sit down at the desk to save my life. I'm so yeah. twitchy. <laughs> so I have to like always go up and go around and just like go to different places and that's the perfect thing about this job is where I work in basically a tower that has about um well it's two towers technically they're connected to each other and it has about like 400 units and not everyone is in our program but I would say like half the building is like actively participating with us and the other half we still provide services to but they're not like regularly in their program we don't do like check-ins and stuff um my job's really good because if you ever have felt like what how can I contribute to help my community like that's the type of job for you like support work just because especially with seniors too because they're so isolated in our community and the way that our society is shaped Mm -hmm. um it's just not good and the hospitals like and uh, see that's a whole other conversation but as Canadians we do not have enough infrastructure Mm -hmm. to like provide support for all the aging baby boomers right now yeah and there's independent livings assisted livings and long-term cares and then the hospital right Mm -hmm. but long-term cares are basically full Mm. if you need like extra support and then assisted livings are very hard to get into and very expensive so there's like this income barrier not a lot are subsidized so then you have this question like well if you're a senior and you don't really have any immediate family like how do you get support and that's kind of where I come in mm-hmm. because I help people and connect them with community resources that are like either free or subsidized in order to stay independent. So like they can get home supports, they can get um, just like, if they need a cleaning service um, in Vancouver, you can actually get it for free if you have like a low enough income, because that's like a big barrier. And you just see like, what are the barriers to that person being able to be their best self and being able to live independently and you assess them and you work with that. So like some people it's physical, like their physical health is declined They don't have any family to help them. They don't have any money, so they can't afford, like, the extra help. Like, how are we going to connect them so they don't just, like, deteriorate, right? Right. Whereas um, sometimes it is mental, too. We Mm -hmm. have, like, a lot of um, cases, like, mental health cases in which we need to 
connect them with like whether it's psychiatrists or whether it's just like um so other support workers like that are external mm-hmm. that we help them with in order to kind of help them stabilize and stay at a good state and then spiritual even too mm-hmm. there's a spiritual aspect where some people they're so isolated they're just in their units and stuff they kind of don't feel connected spiritually to other people and you just kind of minister to them by talking and that's actually one of my gifts I feel like with like the seniors I just talk to them sometimes and that can have helped their physical health and I've seen yeah. it happen when you visit someone weekly and you just have a tea with them chat with them bring them like a donut or something and they just listen to them talk mm-hmm. like they physically get better too it's all connected mm-hmm. and that's really the gist of my job and it's so personalized too because everyone's different it's not the same for everyone because we're just so we have different experiences that shaped us we're just so different like biologically too and you just need to see what that person may need and try to help them from Mm -hmm. there yeah yeah that's so beautiful oh my goodness (laughs) I just like felt that in my heart that's such beautiful work that you're getting to do for these people and yeah even just what you just said about like just sitting and talking with someone and listening to them and how that impacts their mental, emotional, physical, spiritual health. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so powerful. It's so simple and so powerful. And that's what I've noticed, too, just through my work with coaching. Like, as humans, we just want to be heard and seen. Like, fully. That's it. And it's, again, so simple, but so profound and powerful. And when you're able to fully feel seen and heard, it's mm-hmm. amazing. When you're able to help someone else feel fully seen and heard, oh my gosh, words can't explain. So I can imagine that's like an incredible feeling for you to do that every single day with so many different people yeah. and, and also to learn from them as well because I'm sure, you know, you, you deal with so many interesting people. And um, so what have you learned from your tenants and I guess just about life or the human experience or like human Mm. connection what have you learned through your job well through my job one thing this is kind of I guess like one thing I did learn though about and I think this is what I was supposed to always learn too with this job is that there are so many people that need help there are so many but when you fail to protect your own energy is when you start to crumble and one thing I have learned like spiritually is that you can't give off more energy than you have otherwise yes. you'll just burn out and crash and that's one thing I've actually gotten a little bit better at because mm-hmm. when I first started the job I was like so gung-ho I would like <laughs> I'd work I was such a workaholic I didn't even take breaks because it's like I there's so many people I needed to see and sometimes people like they just chat like for like an hour and I'm just like I'm like okay I have to go but then they (laughs) keep on going and I'm like I don't want to cut them off so Mm -hmm. but I found um because just like a lot of it is like energy healing yeah if you keep on giving out and if some people actually take your energy some more than others I have learned that Mm -hmm. that's one thing in this job I've actually learned how to detect like energy vampires they're real Mm -hmm. and they take (laughs) they like me so because I'm like high energy right Mm -hmm. I learned how to protect that you have to protect yourself in order to be in the right mind space Mm -hmm. to minister and help other people yep otherwise you're just doing more harm to the good when you're like going 
into work with like a negative mindset, you transfer that on to other people. Mm-hmm. So I've learned that like your how you're thinking, how you're presenting, all that really does affect people. So you need to make sure you protect that to give your best self to other people, but not too much, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I totally agree. Especially when you're in a helping profession, like both Mm. of us are, like we are in both of our jobs, we're helping people and Mm -hmm. we're giving our energy to people. Mm -hmm. And so it's even more important for us to know how to take care of our own energy as well. Because like you said, if you're, if you don't know how to do that, then you're just going to burn out. You're not going to be able to help people in the same way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Energy is, everything like I've talked about energy before on the podcast because it's just everything it really is it is the world's made up and some people just take yes they just take 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 Mm -hmm. and they won't stop like and I've learned that too in this job like some people that have don't help themselves at all you can't help them you just Mm -hmm. can't like no matter how much you try and no matter how much you do for them if they don't take any of the energy themselves to change their own outlook and like perspective and to move forward and not stay in the past there's just nothing you can do yeah some people like I swear you can feel it when someone's like so negative like sometimes I'll just know like certain people at my job like just because like just from their past life experiences they've just become very negative and they've there it's hard to get someone out of that space Mm mm-hmm and you just have to help people that are willing to help themselves as well, that yeah. want to take that next step. And, like, some people are harder than others to get there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you can't, like, you don't have to give up, per se, but just step back a bit. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll take all your energy. Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. You kind of have to make peace with the fact that no matter what you do, mm-hmm. some people just... They have to want to help themselves. Like you yeah. said, like, we're, we're not miracle workers here. Right. Like, and they have to put in the work. Like, mm-hmm. we're one source of external support. Mm-hmm. But if they're not willing to do the work for themselves, then there's nothing else you can do, right? And, and that's so common. I hate yeah. to say it, but there's just a lot of people in this world that don't want to really put in work to change themselves, yes. you know? And some people might want to it might they might not and then you might be able to convince them and then they will but for the most part people try to use like the smallest energy they can to do the most which I think is just human nature in general so yeah you just have to be mindful to that you know because if you're just someone that likes to give 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 Mm -hmm. then you can find yourself just remaining with nothing yeah yeah that's a good point too because like you know for people like us we're in a helping profession because we want to help, right? Yeah. So it can be hard to realize that there are some people that we just can't help. And mm-hmm. it might be hard to, like, make peace with that as well. And kind of going off of that, what do you do to protect your energy or, like, refuel your energy and, and kind of nurture it? I'm still kind of learning that. But I notice for me personally, I need to have my alone time. And when I stop having my alone time (laughs) is when I get really grumpy. Mm -hmm. And just because I feel there's when there's too many people around you, Mm -hmm. it just affects your emotions because especially people, I have a lot of people with anxiety that are around me and I start to feel anxious sometimes when I'm around too many anxiety cases because I'm really good with working with people with anxiety. I think because I'm seemed not to be anxious about things but I am you know I just don't really present that yeah 
So I learned to have moments of isolation and I'm still learning how to fully decompress. But I think just to kind of sit and do something that gives you energy, mm-hmm. like whether that be your hobby, reading, um, I love walks. That's like my thing. I love yeah. just like blasting my music, deafening myself and going on walks. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yes. It's the best. And then I'll reward myself with like a coffee or something or mm-hmm. I um, my shopping addiction. You know? <laughs> I'll reward myself with like a cute little I'll go to Ritzy on the way back. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, treat yourself. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so stuff like that, really, stuff that gives you joy yeah. is what you need to do after you it's a give and take. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a mm-hmm. give and take. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm a big proponent and believer of alone time. Like, I'm the same way. I need alone time every single day. Like, if I don't have it, I just get really overwhelmed and overstimulated. And I can imagine for you, because you're dealing with people like mm. eight, nine hours a day sometimes, yeah. right? Like, constantly. And yeah. that can be very draining. Um, and it's important to give yourself that space to, like, decompress and just tune back into yourself so yeah I love that you brought that up yeah especially Um, since I feel like you to also like take on the emotions of other people oh yeah because you're very perceptive and you you just feel more so I feel like especially since like we can go into astrology too if you want especially (laughs) since you're in Scorpio you find emotions very intense and you take on that intensity and internalize it and that's why you need your alone time because you internalize things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you need to come on and get and do a whole other talk. We can on do horoscopes. a whole other astrology. Oh I'll get your whole birth chart out again. Uh, I'll, like, love that. Yeah, Emily knows it. a lot about horoscopes and all that kind of stuff. Do you so. know what's really cool? This is a mm-hmm. quick tidbit too. Did yeah. you know, like, like for astrology too, mm-hmm. based on where you're born and stuff, there are lines that you will different cities that fall on those lines where Mm -hmm. you just will be more prosperous on and like have a better life what yeah whoa we can talk about that later but it's really (laughs) cool that is cool there's like based on where your mars sign is and based off of that there's actually like Mm -hmm. certain cities that are better for certain signs to live on and like if you have a lot of heavy scorpio in your chart there's certain places that are better than others so we can talk about that that's yeah. awesome because i have a very basic knowledge of astrology that's why i'm so grateful to have you in my life because yeah. like i'm so interested in that stuff but a lot of it there's a lot to know right there's like, a lot there's a lot there's certain things you can tell too like i can tell so much by someone's mars sign Ooh, yeah because <laughs> mars is like vitality energy mm-hmm. it's just very like passionate it's like you're one of your purest forms i find like what motivates you what drives you how you fight too sometimes when i and especially based off of your sign or your mars sign you can tell like if you're gonna like get along with a certain person based off the way that they think and argue and stuff it's funny interesting (laughs) sometimes because i'm a libra this is off topics i'm a libra (laughs) uh, i have a lot of libra on my chart sometimes when i see someone with a libra mars i'm like oh no because i know (laughs) The way they argue is very, like, not good for my whole, like, ego, my son and stuff. Oh. Wow. <laughs> it's so funny. So anyway. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of spirituality and that whole realm, what have you learned about spirituality from your job? Because, like mm-hmm. you mentioned before, it's a Christian nonprofit. There's mm-hmm. a lot of spiritual tenants mm-hmm. that you work with. So, yeah, what have you learned about spirituality? So what I love about my job 
is that because, like, it's a BFOR to, like, you have to be, like, Christian to work there just because it's a Christian nonprofit. Okay. Because it's awkward if you aren't because we pray and stuff a lot, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you aren't, you won't necessarily want to work there anyway. Yeah. You know, it's, like, not really their best place for you. Mm-hmm. But I love when we do stuff, like, for instance, last year we got on the roof in the building and we just, like, prayed over the building. Wow. It's so fun to do. And I love, like, I think working in, like, it doesn't have to be Christian, but for me, like, I like that. Like, as long as it's, like, a spiritual organization. Mm-hmm. I love that because you get with a lot of like-minded people that are able to kind of, like, that don't think you're crazy for saying, like, sometimes I'll go into units and I'm, like, this is a really heavy unit. Like, because someone had, like, a traumatic death there or something, for instance. Oh, okay. And you can, like, feel it. And no one thinks you're crazy. They're, like, yeah, I feel it, too. You know what I mean? That's it's amazing. It's so fun. <laughs> Or, like, um, I have coworkers that have different spiritual gifts, too. Like, they, some of them see things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Some, my Arable's always like, I see something in the stairwell. And I, I don't see things personally. That's, like, not my gift. I'm more of, like, intuitive feeling mm-hmm. type. Like, uh, clairsentience, I think it is, compared yeah, to that's what it's called. clairvoyance and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think it's so fun to just have people that, are also spiritual because they think alike. Like, sometimes I'm, like, I think someone's attaching to me, you know what I mean, in a Mm. negative way. And then my coworkers will, like, pray over it, Mm. which is so fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, like, the one thing. And you have different mindsets like even when you have like coworker to coworker fights mm-hmm. like after a while you just give each other grace and you're like you know what like it's just such a different mentality and that's really the place i meant to work is a place where people kind of think more on a spiritual plane it's yeah. just makes sense you know yeah yeah that's so beautiful to be surrounded by so many like-minded people and yeah no one like looks at you weird if you talk about these spiritual things because unfortunately we live in you know a society that doesn't always welcome spirituality or the more woo-woo I hate that term but the woo-woo side of things and it's it's so unfortunate because I really believe if we were all just a little bit more spiritual I think our world would be so much better and we all can be you know everyone has innately born with the gift to perceive things yep they just choose not to because uh, whether it's routine or mm-hmm. where they're focused on it's just like they're closed off to the whole experience so yeah. i mean yeah or it's been like conditioned out of us just because right. of where we live and how we're brought up and it's really unfortunate because i've only gotten in touch with my spirituality as i've been in my 20s like over the past few years mm-hmm. and um it's just so life-changing when you awaken to that part of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so cool that you work in a space that really welcomes that in the workers, in the tenants, and everyone. So has have you had any, like, interesting experiences with the people you work with or even your tenants around anything spiritual? Um, I have this one thing that's been happening to me a lot recently. And I think mm-hmm. this happens when you get more in touch with the spiritual side of yourself um i will say someone's name or i will write down someone's name and i i swear they will come down to the office like 10 minutes later like at least in the same day i'll be like thinking about someone and i'm like okay i need to go visit them i think they're like sick and they will be Whoa! i swear and i don't know which side it's on if people are like thinking about me so then that triggers me to think about them because I honestly believe this and I think that we really are 
Like we're all connected. We, yep. that's like a given. We are all connected. Mm-hmm. But when you've had interactions with someone more, you get more and more connected with them. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not in the same room, you spiritually, your field of energy can expand and like connect with that person's energy. So especially if you're in the same building, you can feel things like if they're not right, mm. if that makes sense. And it will happen to me I almost every day where I will be like, oh, I should really check out on this person. Like, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I think like I need to check in on this person and I'll check in and they're like, oh, I was just thinking about you. I was just about to call you. Wow. I swear every time. And my coworker can attest to this. She thinks it's so funny. Sometimes she's like, can you like manifest like this person not to show up to this appointment? I'm like, no, it doesn't <laughs> work that way. But <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, every time wow. I don't, un- it's been recent. So I'm still getting used to it. Mm-hmm. That's one. Uh, I have a coworker or coworker, a tenant that sees auras a lot too, mm-hmm. and she's so fun because she'll know when I have a bad day. It's really funny. She'll be like, "Your aura is really off," and I'm like, "Yeah, sorry about that. I just like <laughs> had a lot of negative people today." Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a tenant that is a medium, and mm-hmm. he is really good at tarot, one of the best, mm-hmm. and he has. Basically, he sees people around you and he's seen things and said things that like I didn't even know until I confirmed it with my mom. So that's how I know it's like he's actually seen it because like, for example, apparently my great grandma loves to hang out with me. I never knew her because she died in 94 and I was born in 95. Mm -hmm. But apparently she's like very interested in my life. I don't know why, but I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) And he's talked about her and stuff and he said things about her that she died before I lived, so I wouldn't necessarily know. But then I'd ask, like, my mother, and she's like, oh, yeah. And she will tell me, yeah, that's true. And it's like, whoa. That is fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It can be. And it's mm-hmm. funny because you think sometimes the closer you're, like, some people that have passed around you maybe, like, would be watching you. But that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Some people, like, it doesn't even have to. It can be, like, a friend and stuff. Some people just have a connection to you in the spirit world that you don't really know why until like, I mean, when we get there eventually. So yeah, like a spiritual connection, a soul connection. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That stuff is, is really real. And oh yeah. Yeah. It's when you experience it, I can imagine it's, um, it's quite powerful. And I like what you were saying too, about just like how your spiritual sense or your intuitive senses have really heightened even just recently. Have you always kind of felt that part of you or has that been heightened since working Uh, here? I think as a kid, I've always had that. Mm -hmm. I've always been very influenced by the emotions around me and I've been really good at like reading people and like knowing how to react around people without like upsetting them or I'll know when someone's off. Mm -hmm. But I think I lost that for a bit. And then I regained it, especially when you work around people that are, like, near death often, which is a lot of people mm-hmm. in that building. Or you work with people that are sick or just, like, people that are just more, like, vulnerable mm-hmm. in that respect. You are more, because you're around that, you just, like, start to kind of also operate on that same plane Mm -hmm. because they're teetering kind of between both worlds you know like and they're more in touch with their spiritual side just because their physical side's failing 
So you start to learn things and it's like not even conscious. It's unconscious in my experience that things just start to happen. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just working on like getting back in touch with that. And like we all on this earth have spiritual gifts. You just have to kind of find out what's yours. And oftentimes you'll find out that it's really obvious. Mm -hmm. You just never really thought that was a spiritual gift you know Mm, interesting yeah like for me it was just like my talking sometimes with people like heals people yeah and for me I just thought I always just talked a lot but then I'm like (laughs) wait no this is a spiritual gift I just needed to be more in tune with that yeah yeah wow I love that have you kind of woken up to any other spiritual gifts that you had um you know I need to, I've been, I find the busier I get, the more it shuts off. And I go through periods where I, like, especially when I didn't have a job, even before this job, I would get thoughts that were like, I need to go down this way. And like, it wouldn't be conscious. I would just go turn down places. And then there would be like a homeless person where Mm -hmm. I would like just talk to and they needed my help or something. I did that a lot when I was jobless. I'd like hang out with homeless people because like there's so many in Vancouver and it's just such a problem with like addiction and like just like lack of affordable housing Mm -hmm. so um I just really get like strong instincts to go down certain paths to do certain things to like give someone something certain um and when your mind's less busy, you're more open to that. Right now, my mind's so scrambled. I'm, like, just scrambled from work, like, moving, yeah. like, traveling, etc. But once you slow down, you know, you're able to really be in tune with that again. So I would say more uh, the summoning people is, like, <laughs> or they summon me. I swear, I think they're the ones that are doing it. And I'm yeah. just, like, I just know when someone's thinking about me. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just go up. And I'm, like, hi. Or I'll... I don't know. It's maybe reciprocal sometimes. but mm-hmm. yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I like that you brought that up where, you know, if you give yourself the space to slow down and to kind of maybe, you know, drop from the mind into the heart or mm-hmm. the, the head into the soul, you know, that's where these realizations can come up. Because I totally agree too. In the times in my life where I didn't have a lot going on or like I felt confused about my next steps and I had more space to just be with myself that's when you know the intuition comes through and um things kind of make more sense i guess Mm -hmm. on a soul level um so if there's anyone out there who wants to kind of you know get more in touch with their spiritual gifts just like slow down a bit make a little space and even if it's just 10 15 minutes a day of meditating like that can be really helpful right um so yeah maybe what little things do you do to kind of tend to your spirituality (laughs) yeah that's a good question I'm still learning that myself because I I'm a hypocrite when I'm see I'm telling people to slow (laughs) down but I'm like always doing something constantly yep but really the trick of it is is to just make space in your day Mm -hmm. for that and you know to cater towards yourself as much as you cater towards other people it totally depends on how you're built and like what your whole schema is like I'm on the precipice of introverted extroverted like I can be both depending on my mood but when I get recharged and I'm able to think when I'm alone some people maybe with others like they're able to more get in tune with that like the connection 
So it's really individualized. Like yeah. for me, it is Deloxo mm-hmm. for sure. Cause I'm able to like physically move myself where clearing my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's the important part. Clearing your mind, yeah. clearing your mind. I'll say mm-hmm. that was a really roundabout way for me to say, <laughs> this is how I talk though. I talk to myself and then I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Clear your mind. That yes. is important. Because if you're constantly thinking about, for me, for example, I'm like, oh my gosh, did I turn off the stove? Like, I'll just be thinking, <laughs> you do yeah. that too, yeah. Oh my gosh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's an anxiety response, by the way. Oh yeah. I'll think about the stove, like when I'm outside, like going for a walk <laughs> or I'll be thinking about, oh, okay, I need to text this person, then I need to do this and I need to go. I literally, yep. my mind works at that and mm-hmm. that's a block. That mm-hmm. is a block. Unfortunately, in Western society, it isn't the easiest to overcome that Mm -hmm. because the way that the whole like nine to five situation was built Mm -hmm. basically kills your spirit. That's my whole conspiracy. I agree with that. It's it's like literally (laughs) a ruse. Like they want to kill our spirituality. Yep. So we can be more compliant and it's more inducive for a capitalist thing to work on more of the material plane. So once you start to kind of wake up to that and make time for yourself like Mm -hmm. that's when you really realize like wow this society is very going down a weird path oh yeah Uh, you're speaking my language right now (laughs) i totally agree with that yeah it's uh it's very unfortunate the how the how a lot of the world is kind of organized i guess and that's a whole other topic but right yeah so many many different conversation pieces yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah i agree with you it's just a matter of making the space for yourself and and turning down the noise in your mind however that looks to you like because like you said it's very individual you know what works for us might not work for you and that's okay like Mm -hmm. we're all different and that's what's beautiful about being human so exactly um this has been such a fun chat. I could talk to you all day. Probably after this, we're going to hang out anyways. Yeah, we we'll talking. get a coffee. Yeah. We'll get a coffee for sure. Yeah, but before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask you, what are your words of advice for anyone out there who wants to make a big change or take a risk or just let the universe guide them? What would you, you know, say to them? In the words of Beyonce, <laughs> you need to listen to the new song, Shay. It's yeah. so fun. <laughs> don't let it break your soul. Like, it, you're, don't, you can't let this, like, false routine that you've created for yourself overtake your whole life because that's not you. Yeah. You're more than your work. You're more than your whole routine in this life. This is just a part of you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much more to you if you connect on in your spiritual self and your higher self. Once you do that, just ask. Like, if you believe in, like, the Lord, like like I do, just ask. If you believe in the universe, just ask, you mm-hmm. know? And you shall receive. And you need to be more open to that and just stop worrying about the things of this earth because they'll come and pass you know Mm -hmm. and the spirit will be forever so realign your sense of purpose and worth and just stop worrying about what other people think and the whole routine and how you're looking physically like you know in terms of like oh like am i successful what even is success that's just that's a false like that's a whole other conversation but that's Everything that's in this reality is just built on its, our own human constructs. Mm-hmm. So who even cares? Just, you know, connect with yourself. You're more than your work. Do what you need to do. And then you'll find that it just flows naturally like the river. So, yeah. 
Mic drop. <laughs> Perfect place to end it. That's amazing. Thank you for saying that. I feel fired up now. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything you just said is so important. So I hope that resonated with everyone listening because, yeah, it's so true. We, this is just a blip in the mm-hmm. whole timeline of existence of the universe of our souls, you know? Mm-hmm. I believe in, like, things like past lives. Like, our souls have been here before. Like, I've. that's one thing that I've really yeah. kind of awakened more to lately like our souls are so ancient and they know more than our conscious mind does and um if you are able to get in tune with that part of you life is can be so much more enriching Mm -hmm. and not just about the day-to-day nine to five make the money pay the bills you know drive the fancy cars you know like all that like oh i look so high class like yeah like it's it's all just products of the capitalist system and it's so enraging to me sometimes Mm -hmm. just how we're all expected to just blindly follow this because this is just the way it is Mm -hmm. and if you dare to go against it oh you're a radical or you're you're (laughs) a naive or selfish or anything right it's like yeah (laughs) yeah it's uh I don't know. I just think there's so much more to life, and you Amen. obviously think that we'll too. We'll laugh about it. When we go, I truly believe when we go to the other side, we'll just think it's so funny how, like, concerned we were with certain things. It yeah. will be, like, funny to us. Just, like, when we're a kid and we're concerned about, like, our, like, oh, like, if we're getting ice cream or not. Like, that's what <laughs> it will be like when we go. We're going to be, like, we were worried about that. Like, it's it will be... S- like a completely different perspective so you might as well just condition yourself to get ready for that because like that's yep. it's gonna be a life yeah yep <laughs> i agree oh my gosh thank you so much yeah. for coming on and sharing all your insights and your wisdoms and your stories um yeah, yeah there's so much more we could have talked about we gotta do this again <laughs> yeah no this was good yeah. and i hope people kind of were able to pick up something that resonated with them within all my rambling you know and <laughs> Yeah, you know, let's go for it and consider the more spiritual side to life. Yes, for sure. Okay, thank you so much. I love you. Yeah, I love you too. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Bye. (laughs) 